Hello everyone and welcome to the One Man Renegade Podcast. I'm your host, the Honorable Greg B. This is chapter 90. Yes, we're at 90. Holy crap. We're only 10 away from the big 100. Now, obviously, you know, looking back, um, it's definitely more than 90 that I've done, but the special episodes and holiday episodes and stuff don't really count, so I don't know what our mag is usually at, but 90 is what this chapter is going to be. So, um, kind of winging it this time around. I'm on. I'm currently on location. So if the sound, if it sounds a little different than normal, that's why I'm in a different studio, as it were. So the acoustics might be a tad different. I am on location in the in the um, vacation land. Um, I think it is called the Pine Tree State. It is Maine. Uh, I am currently uh, on an island somewhere. Yes, there's lots of islands in Maine, so figure it out for yourself. Um, kind of winging it because I didn't put together any sort of uh, format or anything like I have normally. Um, or you, we, I, I, yeah, I can't talk. That that doesn't change. As I've been doing more recently, I should say. Um, with that said, more recently I have um, uh, been doing this weekly. I missed last week because nothing was really going on. So I said, I'm going to take a week off. But I'm back. For gearing up for stomping grounds this Sunday, uh, and UFC is a UFC fight like for the next like week. I think there's a UFC fight every Saturday for like next month and a half or something like that. I don't even know, uh, but I know at least for this this Saturday, next Saturday, the Saturday after that, and I believe the Saturday after that, and then maybe beyond that. I'm not even sure. Um, not that I'm gonna watch many of them, but. Luckily, next week, it is on ESPN, so that will be um, a solid uh, way to... Ah. Alright, sorry about that. Distractions um, are happening. Uh, okay, so back to what I was saying, which I don't remember what it was. But regardless, um, let's just get into it. So, start off with movies as I normally do. Uh, I went to go see Dark Phoenix, um, I believe that was, so that was two weeks ago, uh, but I didn't, I think I talked about going to see it, but I didn't actually talk about it. Um, what can I say? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly don't know, you know, it, it, it's one of those weird things where I feel like they definitely wanted to do this movie and do it right, and from what I understand, a lot of the people that were involved, uh, their contracts are up, so they re- they signed on for this one specific movie. Um, I don't know which people or whatever, but, um, you know, and considering they did it before, the Dark Phoenix kind of storyline, uh, in uh, X-Men Last Stand, and it wasn't great, you know, it kind of felt like, okay, get another shot at this. But then the whole Disney thing came up and Disney buying Fox and all that sort of kind of derailed everything and then there was a lot of I don't know if there was issues with production or what happened or I have have no idea um but obviously um this movie was scheduled to come out like sometime last year and then it got delayed and then it was going to be uh uh, Valentine's Day and then it got pushed back because of reasons um and then just dropped in the middle of the summer, which may or may 
probably wasn't the best idea. Uh, although all the other X-Men movies were came out in the middle of the summer, so I don't know if it really changed anything from that perspective. But, uh, I mean, I guess with the exception of Logan or Dead, the first Deadpool, but uh, those are kind of not X-Men movies. Um, but regardless, um, it was a mess. <laughs> I don't know, it was just kind of like, eh, we got this storyline, we... And we got these X-Men, but we're not really sure what to do with them. And it's probably going to be the last one because then Disney's buying everything. And they're probably going to restart everything or whatever. Uh, who knows what they're going to end up doing with X-Men. But <clears throat> I can't imagine they would have ever thought of carrying on this storyline. Whether they use some of the same actors, I maybe. But I kind of think they're just going to restart from the beginning um, in terms of the X-Men I mean, I don't know that they'll necessarily do the storyline from the beginning, but just in terms of like what they're going to do with the X-Men in general, I feel as though they'll kind of just recalibrate everything and, you know, whether they have to tell the origin story of any of Wolverine again, I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully they don't. It's kind of like, oh, sort of kind of, you know, how they did with Spider-Man. Oh, here's Wolverine. Now he's here in... You know, fighting alongside, you know, you know, uh, whoever, the Guardians of the Galaxy or, you know, Captain Marvel or whatever. Whatever the way they go with it. Um, kind of, you know, but we'll see how that ends up going. Um, but overall, yeah, the movie was not great. I can't, I can't sit here and say, oh, that was great. And then everyone else is kind of like, oh, it stunk. But it wasn't terrible. It was just kind of... Eh, I don't know. I mean, I kind of felt the same way against uh, the same way against the same way about Apocalypse, I guess. But I don't know. I just kind of felt like this storyline was better than Apocalypse, or it should have been, I should say. And I don't know. They kind of just it didn't work out, and I can't say I blame them so much as as much as I blame the whole Disney taking over Fox thing, which kind of derailed the whole idea of this movie and the franchise total. Um, you know, going forward, I think the only thing that... The only thing I can imagine that Disney is going to continue with is Deadpool. And even that I'm not 100% sure on. It's funny, uh, there's this new movie called Stuber coming out, which is starring Batista and... Um, that Indian guy that I can never remember his name. Um, but, um, it's, it's a Fox movie, but it got bought out, you know, obviously by Disney and it's R rated. And apparently I was reading, it's the first R rated movie that Disney has put out since like 2013 or something like that. They just don't do R rated. That's not what they do. So, to then have Deadpool come on and be R-rated as part of the whole Marvel thing, I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if that can happen from Disney's standpoint. Now, as far as I know, they're going to continue having the Fox brand on movies, and if they do that... I feel like, yeah, okay, they can do all the R-rated stuff on the Fox brand. 
But if for Deadpool purposes, you're bringing back Deadpool over to Marvel, I would imagine. And to have that be part of that and R-rated, I don't know if they're going to want to do that. And I know as much as they were saying, you know, the dead, the Once Upon a Deadpool was more for the Chinese um, market than anything else. The reason why they did that for PG-13 purposes. But I, I got to imagine that was also to test the waters in terms of Disney. But at the same time, it was a movie that already happened. And I don't know. I, I don't know really. I don't that was a weird weird decision on everyone's part to have that movie come out especially in theaters but i mean it's it was a test run whatever we'll see what happens i don't know the whole thing's up in the air but regardless of any of that other movies i saw uh recently i saw happy death day to you um was not as good as the first one um this one it dealt more with time travel so as as more so than like like Groundhog Day, li- reliving the same day type of thing, whereas the first one did, and the first one was a little bit more of a horror movie, whereas this one was kind of like sci-fi almost. I would want to say, I mean, it was the same concept. It was the same sort of concept in the execution of like what was going on but the purpose of it was different if that makes any sense i think you'd have to see both movies to understand exactly what i mean by that if you haven't i don't know how to explain it to you without ruining it but um yeah it wasn't as good as the first one um it wasn't terrible but it just i i don't i it didn't come across the same way as the first one did or it wasn't as interesting i would say as the first one was um the other movie i saw was fighting with my family that is the page movie the wb rock produced whatever stephen merchant directed um there's a lot of good people involved in it um it's just i don't know i mean i guess there's an interesting dynamic i guess with page's family but in terms of oh here we're gonna do a movie about a wrestler I don't know that Paige is the first one I would have chosen. I'm sure there's plenty of other wrestlers out there that have more compelling stories than Paige. Um, and partly because she's not that old. You know, it's like there was... I mean, they took like a very specific, you know, portion of her life. And it's like, okay, so this covers only five years or something or whatever it was. But, um, I mean, they covered more than that. You know, they, you know started from when she was a kid or whatever but mostly it focused on like her leaving in england and then getting to the main roster and that was basically it which covered like f- not even five years maybe and that's it i mean they don't didn't even go to the fact that she's you know retired that wasn't even part of it i mean i don't know if that was necessarily part of when they were doing the movie that had happened yet or not but they could have somewhat acknowledged it i feel like the other kind of weird thing about it too was like they 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 focused they didn't focus well let me say this as much as they this story might be true you know it's it's based on a true story or whatever you know you never know what that means specifically and some of the things that were kind of weird about it was like okay then she gets to like nxt and there's a bunch of people there 
but it was like nobody was actually anybody and it's like oh okay okay well clearly she was there at the same time as so and so so and so and so and so that we know and outside of aj lee who they had actually selena vega playing aj lee um i don't know that you know none of the characters were there i mean or you know none of the characters were actual people um and maybe you know there's kind of issues with like getting the rights to or signing on to those people or how you portrayed them or whatever i guess um you know because it's hard to say like what actually happened what actually what didn't happen because like the aj lee part of it was like okay well that was on monday night raw so it was like clearly that happened it was something that you know you can go they could have just used the footage (laughs) but it was like obviously it's like okay these are this is a different person and you have to have a different actor but then it brings up the whole like well wait a minute they're using the new wwe logo they're using the new wwe setup the new raw logo and stuff but then they kind of flip flop between that, and I was like, "All right, all right, all right, guys, let's let's reel this in. What era is this supposed to be from?" It's like, it, you know, and as a, as a wrestling fan, it kind of annoying. I mean, as if if you were just a moviegoer watching the movie, I guess maybe you wouldn't notice or care or or whatever. But like, I mean, how many people went to go see this movie that weren't wrestling fans? I don't know what the I don't know what the crossover appeal of it was. I mean, obviously, it didn't do great numbers at the box office. Not that it was a bad movie, it was just like, okay, like, it's a WWE wrestling movie, it's like, for The Rock's in it, yeah, okay, but like, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> it was fine, but, you know, I, I just, the story in and of itself, I don't know was that compelling enough to do a movie about when there was, there's probably other people out there that, you know, other wrestlers that have a more compelling story. Not that it, you know, I don't know. It just, I don't know. It's just a weird topic and person to pick the movie from type of thing i guess bottom line um all right let's move on uh tv wise uh you know it's kind of in that weird lull period right now where it's like i don't know what to watch uh because it's nothing really on but there's stuff to watch clearly because of like um streaming and whatever there's plenty of stuff you know that I haven't watched, that I could watch, but like, there's nothing like that I'm really watching per se, except um, Agents of Shield and uh, Baskets came back. Um, so far, only one episode's Baskets. Pretty good. It's like you know, it's, it's a good show. And, you know, I kind of forgot about it because I feel like they had a longer break this time between seasons. Um, but yeah, Zach Galifianakis, funny dude. Um, and you know, obviously, Louis Anderson as uh... sorry, more distractions. Uh, what was I talking about? Oh, uh, yeah, baskets. Zach Galifianakis, funny show. Uh, Louis Anderson as his mom's weird, but you know, it's it's funny. He's good at it. Um, so check it out. Uh, Agent of Shield. It's fine. I just wish they would kind of connect it somehow, to, or connect it more to the MCU. I know it gets tough and weird and especially spoilerly, spoilery, um, you know, when, uh, you know, movies and stuff come out. But, um, you know, it's like last year, at least they kind of acknowledged the Thanos thing. But this year they haven't done anything with that. Um, and it's also been quite a while since the last episode. So it was like, oh, wait, what's happening again? Okay. Wait, what? All right, whatever. Um, 
But uh, yeah, other ep- other TV news though. Um, yeah, I mean, Designator Sur- Designated Survivor came back on Netflix. I haven't watched that yet. I thought that was a decent show when it was on ABC, but uh, they canceled it. But then they said, yeah, let's bring it back. So Netflix has it. I think it's only 10 episodes. It's on Netflix. Um, yes, it's on Netflix now. I don't know when it dropped. Maybe last week, two weeks ago, something like that. I just noticed it the other day. I was like, wait, Designated Survivor? There's new episodes. Oh, okay, I'll watch that. And of course, uh, Stranger Things coming out, I think July 4th or... I don't know if it's actually on July 4th or if it's like July 2nd or 3rd or or something something along those lines. Um, uh, but right around July 4th. Very interesting to see how they go, how this season goes. A lot of promotional stuff coming out, I've noticed. Um, so I, know, I saw that the Baskin Robbins is doing some special Stranger Things flavors and then... Coke decided to bring back new Coke in honor of it. I get. I mean, there must be some connection in the show to do with that. Um, or I guess it's set in whatever year that was that it came out in eighty five, eighty six, whatever, whatever year. Um, I guess that makes sense in terms of the timeline. Um, so yeah, look forward to Stranger Things coming up in um, a couple weeks. Um, what else is going on? Nothing else in terms of TV. Um, you know, again, it's kind of slow, slow going. Um, E3 was just recently happened, so a lot of video game stuff coming out. Uh, you know, they announced a bunch of games. Um, nothing like mind blowing. You know, most of the stuff I feel like a lot of people kind of knew about. Um, some interesting remakes coming out. Um, you know, just a lot of release dates and stuff for things that people knew about. It's going to be a new Contra game. Looks interesting. They're doing the remake. The remake of... Well, the remake of Final Fantasy VII, which a lot of people knew about forever. It finally got a release date. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's just so much, so much news. But it's kind of like, I, I don't know what's really worth talking about. Um, there's going to be a TurboGrafx-16 Mini. I guess they've done the NES Mini, they've done the PlayStation Mini, they've done the Super Nintendo Mini, the Genesis Mini's coming out. You know, then a Neo Geo Mini, a Commodore 64 Mini. Why not a TurboGrafx-16 Mini? I guess Konami owns it now? I don't know, they bought what Hudson or whoever had it before, or NEC. I, I'm so confused by that. Hudson put out TurboGrafx-16, but then it was NEC did the... Or not NEC. Was it NEC? Yeah. Yeah, NEC to the PC Engine or... I don't know. Whatever. Konami's putting out a... No word on when it's coming out and stuff. I never had a TurboGrafx-16 growing up. I don't think I've ever played a TurboGrafx-16 that I can remember. I know it had those weird cards and like... Like the... The controller had to hook up to the other controller in order to play two-player controller and... I don't know. Um, But it should be interesting, I guess. You know, depending on how much it is, I might pick one up. But, um, you know, the nostalgia for me in terms of the N64, I mean, sorry, sorry, the TurboGrafx-16 isn't really there. N64, a lot of people thought maybe Nintendo was going to announce one, a mini, N64 mini. But nope, to no avail, didn't happen. Um, 
but so we'll just keep waiting. I, I don't see why they wouldn't do that with the success with the success they had for the NES Classic and the SNES Classic. I don't understand why they wouldn't do an N sixty four Classic. It just seems too obvious, too easy, too obvious to do. And for them not to do it, it seems like a missed opportunity. I'm not sure what the hold up, the hold up, or the you know what the reasoning behind not doing it is. I mean, it just to me that it doesn't really make sense to me why they wouldn't do that. But as far as I know, it's not happening. So I think eventually it will. But not as far as I know, it's not happening this year. And it didn't happen last. A lot of people thought it was going to happen last year and it ended up not happening last year. Doesn't look like it's going to happen this year. I mean, I know they're focusing heavily. I mean. Uh, solely at this point on the switch because the 360 uh, the 3ds is basically done um I, I know there's still some more games that are set to come out uh but for the most part i don't think they're going to start developing any new games at least nintendo um yeah i'm sure third party stuff will still come out for it for quite a while because they're still releasing third party games for the wii yes the wii just Dance 2020 is coming out on the Wii. Um, why I don't know, but it is. So get ready for if you still still have your Wii up and running. Just Dance 2020, which you can also play on your Wii U if you have that up and running as well. Um, so cool. Um, all right, let's uh, let's move on. Yes, I know. I got to talk about it. Ugh, sucks. All right, the Bruins lost Game Seven of the Stanley Cup Finals to the St. Louis Blues. Blah blah blah. Yeah, it was pretty awful. I was there. Um, they, you know, they came out pretty hot, and they just couldn't get anything past Bennington. And then the Blues kind of got, you know, kind of got the momentum on their side. Scored. A couple late goals before the end of the first, and that was basically it. The second period, nothing happened. And in the third period, the Blues just put it away. And Bruins got one goal, I guess. I missed it. <laughs> I didn't even see it. I was, I was out the bit. I was walking out the building as that happened. I think. Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't stick around. I didn't want to see the cup again, or at all. I should say not again because I didn't see it the first time around either. Because when the Blackhawks went, I was out the door as well. I don't want to see someone else skate around on the ice, um, on the Bruins' ice with a, you know, for the Stanley Cup. So, I mean, there's a lot of injuries, but I'm sure on both sides, you know, I mean, Char obviously was playing with a lot of, a lot of, a lot of problems. Uh, you know, you know, all the the list of injuries always comes out, you know, after their playoffs are over, and it's always like, holy crap. But uh, you know, they're hockey players, and that's what happens. And you know, both teams had injuries. I mean, I'm sure all the teams had basically had injuries, but. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I don't think, not to say that the Bruins were like, a, you know, a long shot. I mean, obviously the St. Louis, although I don't think St. Louis was really a long shot coming into the year. It was just they started off so terrible, you know, the and they were in last place, uh, you know, at the turn of the, turn of the calendar. And then, you know, all of a sudden they started turning it on and playing like they had played the year before. And, you know, and just once you get into the playoffs, then anything can happen if you're the hot team. You can go forward. And, you know, the Bruins, I mean, I don't think uh, anyone was expecting the Bruins to win the Stanley Cup, per se. But they were in the conversation of teams that could win, um, you know, heading into the season. Um, You know, and obviously Tampa Bay, you know, faltering out of the gate 
um, and the playoffs is a huge, huge uh, boost to the well, you know, Bruins, you know, and the kind of the tr- you know after playing Toronto, being Toronto in seven games, you know, you got, you know Colorado. I mean, sorry, Columbus. You know, had a couple, couple of good instances, um, but um, and in other sporting news. Um, the, um, the, uh, Toronto Raptors won the NBA, uh, finals, which is, is, it's not that it's surprising so much as is that, you know, the Golden State more or less, and, you know, granted Toronto played well and they, you know, the, you know, they beat the Bucks who had beaten the best team, uh, in the regular season and, Obviously, beating Golden State is kind of like the you know what you want to do. Like you know, if you're gonna win the if you win the NBA title, and it's like, do you deserve it or not? People are gonna argue. It's like, well, did you beat the best teams? And it's like, all right, they beat Milwaukee, they beat the best team in the in, you know re- regular season wise, and then they beat Golden State, the team that was you know in the fifth finals, uh, two time defending champs. And while Kevin Durant got hurt and he didn't play much of the series i mean he only played like 12 minutes or something or whatever it was before uh rupturing his achilles and then clay thompson also got hurt um and then eventually tore his acl in the in the final game but still you know you won and there's not, not you can't really argue that and uh yeah so toronto are your nba champions which is crazy to say, but that's not the only news coming out. I mean, obviously, with Kevin Durant going down, Clay Thompson going down, they were two of the uh, potentially bigger free agents. Now, Clay Thompson is a free agent, but uh, Kevin Durant has to opt out of his um, his Golden State deal, which I don't think he has yet. He has another year left, and obviously he's not going to be able to play much of next year, if at all. Um and again, and same same goes for Clay Thompson, I would say. Um, but um, you, you know, it, it's does another team swoop in and offer him a huge deal, or does he just take the, you know, take the take the one more year with Golden State and figure it out next year when he's presumably healthy, which you know is another huge question mark. And, you know, certainly a team could come in and give him a huge max deal or whatever. But, you know, to give him that amount of money when you don't know what you're going to get um, going forward, given uh, the, the, you know, kind of severe severity of the injury and his, you know, his, his, his age, you know, he's not getting younger. <laughs> you know, this isn't 10 years ago when he would have been 20 something years old. He's in his 30s now. So, um you know, for him, him to bounce back and be the same kind of player that he was worth the money that you know he would would you know teams would you know you would think he would want or teams would you know, will offer maybe um, you know it's a whole big question mark and you know what Clay Thompson is certainly younger um, you know I don't know that a team's gonna pony up a huge amount of money for him when you're basically going to lose him for a year. Um, I don't know. We'll see. It'll be interesting to see what's going on. Um, and then the bigger news um, is that Anthony Davis got traded to the Lakers. Now, the Lakers gave up a lot of stuff for um, 
for Anthony Davis. Um, you know, it, and it's it's one of those things where, yes, I get it. If you're the Lakers, you know, Anthony Davis was one of the team. You know, Lakers are one of the teams Anthony Davis was probably eyeing at for next year when he's out of free agency. So it's like, okay. But on the flip side for them, why would you, if you were kind of confident he was going to re-sign or sign with you after next year, you know, is next year like that, is that your run? Like, is is your, your, is your, your thought process is you're going to make a run for it next year and not worry about, you know, the future? Because that's basically what you're saying here. I mean, now, you know, it's the Lakers, and they can probably pony up a bunch of money to get some free agents going down the line, blah, 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 sure. Uh, but how many more years does LeBron have? Uh, and if Anthony Davis does go there for a year, and let's say he hates it. Let's say he hates playing with LeBron. Let's say he hates L.A., hates playing with LeBron, and doesn't want to re-sign there, and leaves. And you gave up all that stuff for one year. And now what do you do? You know, if you're Lakers, yeah, sure, okay, it's going to free up a whole bunch of space and you probably just sign guys, I guess, sure. But it's like for that thought process, I don't know that's the best thought process. Um, but, I mean, yeah, they gave up a lot. And one of the things, too, that is interesting is that it depends on when the trade gets finalized because it gets finalized in July or on, like, July 6th or something like that. The Pelicans get a whole bunch of cap space, but if it gets finalized in August, then the Lakers get a whole bunch of cap space. So I'm wondering if that was part of the deal, and that was part of the reason why they threw in some extra things on top of what you know they were getting to begin with. I don't know. I'm not sure, but it'll be interesting to see uh, down the line uh, what that what happens. You know, there's there's so many variable variables and and things that could happen, so, you know, it's going to be interesting, it's always interesting the Lakers, but I guess it's, you know, it just got more interesting for next year. Um, now, the one other thing that, uh, you know, obviously this affects the Celtics huge, because they're not getting Anthony Davis, and Kyrie's probably not coming back, since they're not getting Anthony Davis, and now Al Horford opted out, and doesn't sound like Al Horford's going to be back next year. Um, so what does that mean for the Celtics? All right, so... Yeah, I mean, I'm not really sure what the Celtics' plans are moving forward. Clearly, they had their minds set on Kyrie staying and trading for Anthony Davis and whatever else around that. Um, but now it seems like the focus has shifted to building for the future. Uh, build around Tatum and, and Brown. Smart. I'm not sure what they'll do with Rozier. Um or anything else, but they also have three first-round draft picks that they have this year. They still have Memphis's pick coming up, either next year or the year after, uh, in addition to our first-round picks. I, I don't think they have anything else in the pipeline, but, you know, wheeling and dealing, they all could, could always trade for more stuff somehow or whatever. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, they went from being... You know, one of the favorites in the East coming into this year to potentially, you know, getting to the the finals since LeBron had, you know, gone west uh, and and really stumbled and, and didn't, you know, didn't do what they 
didn't play the way that people thought they might. Um, you know, obviously two years ago, getting Hayward and having him injured right off the get bat wasn't great, but, you know, they still made a run of that, made the Game 7 Eastern Conference Finals, even without Kyrie as well. You know, he got injured towards the end of the last year. So, I don't know. I mean, you know, it could be one of those things where, you know, without Kyrie, um, you know, and building around the younger guys, this team gels better and plays better. I, I, I don't I have no idea. Um, but obviously, with Horford up, Horford leaving, um, that frees up some space. I, I don't know that they have the money to go after. Um, you know, I don't know how it breaks down if they have enough money to go after like Kawhi or something. Not to say that he would come here, because I don't know why he would. It sounds like he's got his mindset on the Clippers for whatever reason. Um, but you know, I mean. Obviously, losing that Kyrie money is huge. Um, not not for cap space because it wasn't not about cap space. It was just having that money on the books. Whether you then traded him down the line or not, that money was just free money basically because you know you have you had him on your team and you can re up him for the max. I mean, you know, obviously cool for the Celtics. You don't have to pay him. I mean, as far as you know actual money but um, in terms of like cap money that wouldn't have mattered um but yeah i don't know it, you know we got the draft coming up tomorrow uh, as i record this on wednesday tomorrow as you're listening to it probably tonight or it already happened um yeah so that's gonna be very um interesting to see you know if the celtics do anything now because whereas in before, you know, you know, if they were going to trade for Davis, maybe they were going to use some of those picks to trade. Um, if not, they could just use them to, to pick. But now that, you know, now that they have spots to fill in terms of superstars with Horford and Kyrie leaving, do they trade up? Do they package those picks together and trade up to get somebody more high, high profile on this? In this draft, because you know, as it is, they have you know, upper teens, lower twenty picks, I think, or something like that, if I remember correctly, um, or mid mid teens. I think Sacramento's is what 13, 12, 13, 14, something something along those lines. Um, and then and then the Clippers was like twenty, and ours is like twenty two or something something along those lines. So they're not great picks, and it's not like a hugely deep class, I don't believe. But there's like a good top five, maybe. And certainly with the Pelicans, you know, now having one and four, um, you know, I don't know what their plans are for for that. Um, I don't see why they wouldn't just draft both of those and build around those two guys moving forward. Um, maybe moving some other pieces around or whatever. I don't know. Who knows what the Pelicans are going to do? Obviously, going to have a lot of draft picks coming up in the next few years. I mean, granted, it's the Lakers picks, so they're probably not going to be great going forward. But there's a lot of caveats to them, although some of them don't really make a ton of sense as to why they would even bother. Um, but, you know, who knows? Who knows? I mean, when we traded away our Nets picks, you thought the Nets were going to be good for a number of years, and then they weren't, and then they ended up being really good picks. Or, sorry, when we traded and got the Nets picks, is what I meant to say. Um, and obviously ended up trading one of those for Kyrie, which, uh, well, whatever. <laughs> but, um Tatum and Brown still here, and Marcus Smart. I'm not sure. I forget who was 
actually who of those were actually the Nets picks or not, but regardless. Um Yeah. So there you go. Um as far as baseball goes, uh, nothing to say about football. Uh the the um Patriots got their rings. Cool. They tried to trade for a tight end and then didn't happen. So cool. I don't know what to say. Um, the Red Sox were looking like they turned stuff around and then they blew a couple save. Well, they blew a save against Baltimore, but then they won the game. But then they blew a game against Minnesota last night and then they end up losing in 17 innings. <sighs> After, you know, it looked like, okay, they're going to go up, you know, win the first two games against Minnesota and then, you know, kind of looked like they turned things around. Um, I don't know. But uh, Yankees got... And Encarnacion, the lead leaguer in home runs, because they needed another guy that could hit home runs, I guess, right? Ah, uh, jeez, I don't know. They're it's just they live. They're gonna live and die by the home run, I guess. And you know, in terms of you know the Yankee Stadium, where you know, oh, it's not as crazy as it was that first year, uh, but you know, still that, a lot of home runs hit in Yankee Stadium, regardless of of who's playing for them or not. But now, you know. With that team they have, you're going to hit a lot of home runs. Um, yeah, and I guess that's going to do it in terms of that. Uh, so let's move on. Uh, we got UFC coming up um, in terms of how I did the last time around. Uh, in terms of my predictions uh, for UFC 238, I went 7-6. and six. No, I went 6-6. Six and six. Cool. Six and six. Um, I also lost the Kentucky Derby or the Belmont Stakes. I didn't get get it right. I I don't even remember what horse won, but mine lost. So there you go. Um. Yeah. And uh, so okay, let's move on to UFC Fight Night, which is taking place uh, Saturday from Greenville, South Carolina, at the Bon. Secours Wellness Arena, um, Saturday night. It's on ESPN Plus. I believe the prelims are on ESPN Two. I'm not sure what time. I'm guessing eight. I could be wrong about that, but I assume it's eight. I don't know. Check your local listings for availability and whatever. Um, so there have been some changes since the last. Uh, no, I guess not. Um, wait, maybe. I don't know. As, as always with the UFC, especially with me doing this on Wednesday instead of a Thursday, subject, card subject to change. Um, so let's just get to it. Let's start off. There is a bantamweight battle between Andre Ewell. Oh, wait, let me see. Wait, let me look up the uh, the things. Mr. M- Highlight Andre Ewell and Barinja Anderson Dos Santos. I'm going to go with Andre Ewell. What did I do? What did I do? Okay. Andre Ewell. Alright, next up we have a... I hate why it doesn't say. A middleweight battle between Darren Wynn 
and Bruno Silva. I'm going to go with Bruno Silva. Alright, next up it is a women's flyweight battle between Queen of Violence, Arian, Arian, Ariane, 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 something like that, Lipsky, and Meatball Molly McCann. Meatball? Alright, I gotta go with Meatball. Lights out me. No, I'm gonna go against Meatball, because lights out Meatball. Go Queen of Violence, Ariane Lipsky. Or however you say it. Alright, next up, we have a heavyweight battle between Pretty Boy Alan Crowder and BG Boy? BG Boy? Is that BG Boy. So both boys. So battle the boys. And I am not going to say this name right. Jarzingho Rosenstruck. Strike. Something like that. He's from Suriname? Is that a country? I'm going to go down, Karate. I'm going to go with the pretty boy. Alright, next up in a um, lightweight battle, we have Matt. Matt Weeham. Weeman. Matt Weeman. Weeman? Wyman? Something like that. Versus Violent. <laughs> Wow, this is his nickname. Violent Bob Ross. Luis Pena. Um, okay, Violent Bob Ross. I mean, I'm looking at his picture. He's got Bob Ross hair. I get it. But <laughs> really? Violent Bob Ross? Like, I'm guessing Bob Ross's like, estate might be like, yeah, maybe no. Maybe you can't use that name, but there it is. Violent Bob Ross. I mean, I gotta go with Violent Bob Ross. All right. <laughs> Next up in the in the main event of the preliminaries, I guess uh, we got a featherweight battle. Um. Oh no! Wait. I'm sorry. Oh, this is confusing. The website has an extra match. No. The UFC website has a match listed that's not listed on the. Wikipedia page. Alright, so let's go with that. It's a women's... Not sure what... Um, for some reason it doesn't say what the uh, weight classes are on the UFC page. Because that's not relevant, I guess. But it's Spider Monkey Ashley Yoder versus Siori Kondo. I'm going to go with Ashley Yoder. Now let's see if for some reason there's something that says this match isn't happening for some reason. Um, uh, phew, I don't see anything, so I'm not sure. But I guess, again, card subject to change, so this... Oh! Hmm, that's interesting. Okay, I apologize, I just missed it. It is on the main card on the Wikipedia page, but it is on the prelim page on the... On the, uh... UFC page, so I'm not sure what to go with. Just go with the UFC page. I feel like that would be more accurate than Wikipedia, but I don't know. 
So, all right. So, there you go. So, then in the main event of the preliminary card, we have Dynamite Dan Eig versus Angel of Death Kevin Aguilar, which is a featherweight battle. Oh, the the other fe- match before it was a women's strawweight battle. Uh, I'm going to go with Kevin Aguilar. All right, so then we move on to the possibly the main card or that other fight, that women's fight might also be on the main card. Not sure. Guess we'll find out when it happens. But first up, we have a middleweight battle uh, between Trailblazer Kevin Holland and Manzo Alicio Di Chirico. Chirico. Chirico? Yeah, I'm going to go Chirico. Uh, I'm going to go Trailblazer Kevin Holland. Alright, next up we have a women's flyweight battle. Potentially, or not. I'm not sure if this is the correct, correct or not, but we'll go with it. Um, a Women's, what did I say? Women's flyweight battle between KGB Andrea Lee and Montana De La Rosa. I'm going to go with Andrea Lee. Okay, next up we have a weatherweight, welterweight battle between Bam... Bam Bam Brian Barbarina. Bam Bam Brian Barbarina. Say that five times fast. And Rude Boy Randy Brown. Um, Let me go with Randy Brown. Uh, Next up, we have a... Bantamweight battle between Hands of Stone John Linker, 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 something like that, and Rob Font from Lemonster, Massachusetts. So, gotta go with the local boy Rob Font. And finally, in the main event of the evening, in a, I believe a Featherweight battle. Featherweight battle. Uh, we have... Renato Mos... Renato Moicano taking on the Korean zombie Chan Sung Jun. Uh, both coming off losses. I gotta go Korean zombie, I think, though. So, Chan Sung Jun... There we go. UFC Fight Night coming up on Saturday. Um, ESPN Plus, uh, the main card. ESPN Two on the on the uh, preliminary or yeah preliminary card. So there you go. Check it out if you want to or whatever. Um, yeah. All right. Before we move on to stomping grounds, which is the reason main reason why we're here. Well, not really. I don't know. Uh, we got um, a little bit of news. So first of all, we got to go back over and see how I did for my predictions for. 
Well, let's go with Dominion first. Um, so, New Japan Pro Wrestling put on the Dominion show. I went 5-4. and four. Um, Okada retained over Jericho, which I guess was the big one. Uh, Naito beat Obushi for the Intercontinental title. Osprey won the, the uh, Junior Heavyweight title. Got nothing else. Whatever, the other matches were kind of inconclusive. Gorilla is a destiny. Kept the tag titles. Or... Uh, won the tag titles? Kept the tag titles? Kept the tag titles. I think they... Yeah, yeah. John Moxley had a match against the Young Boy, or whatever they called him, uh, which was kind of just a squash match, basically. But then he announced that he was going to be in the G1. Um, Kenta, formerly known as Hideo Itami in NXT, came to uh, New Japan and uh, said he wanted to be uh, in the G1 as well. So interestingly enough, though, the G1 starts in Dallas, Texas, but John Moxley is not going to be on that part of the portion of the G1 uh, because I guess, supposedly, um, he has his, his deal with AEW means that he can't work. He can work in Japan for New Japan. But he can't work in the United States for New Japan if it's going to be on television or something like that. There's some kind of weird deal. I'm not quite sure how it pans out. Um, um, but basically, yeah. Basically, he can't work the show in Dallas because of because of that, I guess. I guess not supposedly. I don't know. Um, so, yeah. There we go. Um, what else we got going on? Um, nothing really else huge. Uh, they announced uh, All Out. Uh, AEW All Out went on sale. Got sold. It sold out pretty quickly. Uh, they announced that you know the Jericho. Well, the Jericho um, Hangman Page match was pretty much was already kind of. Um, I don't know if it was ever. It was announced. Whatever. And also John Moxley taking on Kenny Omega was announced as well. But they did announce that their Fighter Fest, which we'll talk about next week, is going to be free on Bleacher Report. And I think the Fallen of the Rise of the Fallen or whatever it's called, the the one that they the show they're having in July is also going to be free. Then obviously all out's going to be on pay per view, and then that will lead up to the new television show. And I assume anything going forward after that will be on for pay per view on Bleacher Report and maybe other air, other places as well. Um, but yeah, so if you don't have Bleacher Report and want to watch that, sign up. But we'll talk about that next week. Now let's move on to stomping grounds. But before we do that, we got to talk a little bit about the Super Showdown. Um, so they added extra match after I did my predictions. It was the Usos versus the Revival. I predicted the Usos. I was correct. The weird thing about that was then on Raw on Monday, that Monday, uh, Usos, Revival, and uh, Zack Ryder and... And uh, Kurt Hawkins had a match for the tag titles in the rival one, even though they had just lost the Usos. But Seth Rollins beat uh, Baron Corbin uh, by disqualification. No, it wasn't by disqualification, but the ref got involved and then Seth Rollins won. Yeah. Um, Brock Lesnar came out to cash in after after Baron Corbin then attacked Seth Rollins afterward. But then Paul Heyman tripped, which caused the distraction. Uh, Seth Rollins got a low blow and then beat Ron, uh, beat Lesnar up with a chair. Cool. So there was no cash in. Got that correct. Finn Balor beat Andrade. Correct. Shane McMahon, with help from Drew McIntyre, beat um, 
uh, Roman Reigns, got that one right. Lars Sullivan beat Lucha Underground. No, Lucha Libre. No, what are they called? Lucha Lucha House Party. <laughs> by, by disqualification, for some reason. Then he beat him up the next night, but then he got injured, so he's kind of out for a while, I guess. Randy Orton beat uh, Triple H. Braun Strowman beat Bobby Lashley. Kofi Kingston beat Dolph Ziggler. Um, the, like, Mansoor, who's from Saudi Arabia, ended up winning the Battle Royal, which is kind of like, oh, okay, whatever. And then the main event, The Undertaker beat Goldberg in what can only be described as what the hell just happened match. Um, so Goldberg, I guess, knocked himself out, like, either a couple minutes into the match, or he did it before the match, or something, I don't know. And then the match kind of just went to hell. Um, Undertaker kind of dropped Goldberg on his head, and then Goldberg definitely dropped Undertaker on his head, and then they tried to do, like, a reverse tombstone thing, which just led to a terrible choke slam, and The Undertaker won. So, great. Great, great match. Nope, nope, not a great match at all. And you, you, you could argue, oh, they should have done this twenty years ago. But honestly, would it have been that better, much better twenty years ago? I mean, granted, and especially if Goldberg knocked himself out, because that was the only thing. It wasn't like I don't think if Goldberg was had not knocked himself out that he couldn't have gotten the Undertaker up to the jackhammer, or at least been least more aware of what he was doing when Undertaker was trying to choke slam him or tombstone him for that matter. Now the reverse tombstone thing maybe they were able to do 20 years ago. I don't think they should have tried that in the first place to be quite honest with you because they tried to do it with Roman Reigns a couple years ago at WrestleMania and that didn't work out and that was Roman Reigns not concussed. Granted that was a much longer match than this one was. This it it ended up going nine minutes. It probably should have gone five. And if it had gone five, it probably would have been fine. Uh, but Goldberg, yeah, I don't know. He hit his head on the something and busted himself open. But then, I don't know. There was a lot of controversy and confusion over that match. It was not great. Didn't really think it was great. The whole the whole, whole show was not great. But for a Friday afternoon pay-per-view, that doesn't really mean much. Sure, why not? Um... But now let's move on to Stomping Grounds. Um, kind of cover what's been going on throughout the matches. Um, now, here's the one thing I don't... There's a couple of the weird things about this. So, it's WWE Stomping Grounds. It takes place uh, Saturday from the Tacoma Dome in Tacoma, Washington. Or Sunday, sorry. Sunday night. Tacoma Dome, Tacoma, Washington. Now, I don't understand why they have to do this. Stomping Grounds. It's a brand new name for a pay-per-view. So they can tout, oh, it's a brand new pay-per-view. But it's like, yeah, but it would just be called something else. Like, why would you just call it, like, Backlash or No Mercy or Judgment Day or one of the million other pay-per-view names you've already used? Why do you have to come up with a new pay-per-view name? It's not like there's a Stomping Ground match. Like, you know, it's not like Hell in a Cell or Elimination Chamber where it's like the match in and of itself is the match you know like king of the ring for instance which i argued they should bring back but hey whatever um but the other weird thing about this is it's called stomping grounds and like the logo is a foot kind of like stompings now you would think given that one of your main guys your main champions your universal champion uh seth rollins has a finishing mood called the stomp that he would be the main focus on the promotional material. You'd think. But he's not. It's Roman Reigns. Because, yeah. 
Of course it is. Um, the other weird thing about it is like the tagline has been like stomping grounds. It's time to kick ass and take names. And it's like, wait a minute, isn't the TVPG product here? Why are you using ass in your promotions? It seems a little. And I know they use ass, you know, say ass from time to time on the show. Not as much as they used to during the TV 14 era, but certainly they do from time to time. But not as promotional material. I feel that's very awkward and weird that they did that that way. But whatever, it's stomping grounds. It is happening Sunday night, Tacoma, Washington, Tacoma Dome. All right, so a few interesting um, uh, absent, absentees from this card as we'll go through it. Uh, but that could mean something towards um one of the matches which we'll get to in a minute but let's just start off they haven't announced the pre-show yet so there could potentially be an extra match added to the pre-show or one of these matches will be on the pre-show um more more than likely something will be on the pre-show i'd imagine uh whether it's this or added match but let's start off with the cruiserweight triple threat cruiserweight match uh it's tony nice versus akira tozawa versus drew gulak now they had a fatal four-way elimination match or maybe it was an elimination match either way um match determined number one contender and Akira Tozawa and Drew Gulak both pinned each other so eventually there was like yeah it's gonna be triple threat with that said I think Tony Nese is going to keep the title that's my prediction Tony Nese retains the title all right next up we have the Smackdown Tag Team Champions the the Planet SmackDown Tag Team Champions, or whatever they're calling themselves, Daniel Bryan and Rowan defending the titles against Heavy Machinery, um, Otis and Tucker. Now, this is Tacoma, Washington. Now, Tacoma, Washington isn't necessarily right next door to um, Aberdeen, Washington, where Daniel Bryan grew up, but you gotta still imagine there's gonna be a fairly good hometown reaction to Daniel Bryan. Now, whether that's a good thing or not, in terms of whether it win or not, I don't know. But I don't, I don't see him losing. I don't, I don't see them losing. So I'm gonna go with Daniel Bryant and Daniel Bryan and Rowan to retain. All right. Next up, we got. I'm trying to remember if there's anything like relevant storyline wise. I mean, other than just heavy machinery is like, hey, we want to tell a match and. Daniel Bryan Rowan be like, why? And then, why do you deserve one? And then they beat up some no nobodies and they're like, you sure this? And it's like, okay, why not? Um, all right, next up, another tag team match from the sort of SmackDown uh, realm. The wild card thing is really, I don't know who's on what shows anymore. It's, it's so confusing. Uh, but the New Day, Big E and Xavier Woods would take on Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Now, the New Day's still on SmackDown and Kevin Owens is on SmackDown, but Sami Zayn's on Raw. But he's basically been on every SmackDown for the last, like, month. So, it's confusing. But, in terms of who's going to actually win this match. So, this is kind of all boiled over from the whole Kevin Owens-Kofi Kingston rivalry that's had was, you know, started back after WrestleMania. Um, not even really before WrestleMania, but definitely after WrestleMania when Owens turned on them and whatever. But then he wouldn't go to Saudi Arabia, so then Dolph Ziggler got involved, but... Regardless, they're still kind of moving forward with this. But Big E's back. He's off the injury list. Um, but I still see Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn winning this. 
All right, so next up, um, we have Samoa Joe defending his United States Championship against Ricochet. Um, so Ricochet won a fatal five-way elimination match against Strowman, Lashley, Miz, and Cesaro to get this shot at Samoa Joe because Samoa Joe didn't, you know, Needed a new opponent since Rey Mysterio was injured. Makes sense throwing the small flippy guy. <laughs> uh, but I do actually think that Ricochet has a chance here. And I think if any title is going to change hands, it's going to be this one. So I'm going to go with Ricochet. New U.S. champ. Why not? He's got some momentum. People like him. He's moving up the card. So why not? Let's go with it. Alright, next up we have Roman Reigns taking on Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre will obviously have Shane McMahon in his corner. Since Drew McIntyre helped out Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon's got to return the favor to help out Roman Reigns. It's a rematch from WrestleMania. And the one Raw, whatever. Uh, again, Roman Reigns is one of those guys. Technically he's supposed to be in SmackDown, but he's been on pretty much every Raw. And only like half the SmackDown, which is confusing. But I gotta go with Roman Reigns, I guess. I don't... I can't see him losing another match. Uh, so Roman Reigns. Um, Alright, next up, we got the SmackDown Women's Championship, which is... Champion is Bailey taking on Alexa Bliss, who's on Raw. Yeah, that's confusing. And Alexa Bliss has Nikki Cross in her corner, who is also, I guess, on Raw. Um, hmm... Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I think Bailey's just going to retain, though. Next up, we have Becky Lynch um, defending her Raw Women's Championship against Lacey Evans. I don't see Becky Lynch losing yet, so I'm going to go with Becky Lynch. Um, next up, we have Dolph Ziggler challenging... Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship in a steel cage match. Nope, again, I feel like Dolph Ziggler is just a placeholder for Kevin Owens here, so I think Kofi, um, or somebody else at this point, I don't know if they'll go back to the Kevin Owens thing or not, but certainly I don't think Kofi Kingston's going to lose. Now, um, now coming up, so before I make predictions on the final match, the main event, um, there is a potential other matches, matches, who knows, but potentially there could be some sort of 24-7 thing happening because that's a thing. Um, recently, uh, R-Truth just lost the title to um, Drake Maverick on SmackDown. Uh, so whether Drake Maverick is at the show or not, because I guess he's going to get married. I don't know what's going on. But um, so the prediction is more so not who will win the 24-7 championship, but just if a 24-7 championship uh if the 24-7 championship will change hands. And I'm going to go with yes. 24-7 championship does change hands. I don't know who win it. I would guess, if I had to make a guess, I'd say R-Truth ends up with it at the end of the night. But I don't know. We'll see. Um, now, the, the final match of the evening is... Um, uh, Seth Rollins defending the Universal Championship against Baron Corbin, a rematch from Super Showdown, but Baron Corbin gets to choose the referee. Now, 
everyone he's kind of chosen so far has been attacked by Seth Rollins, so there's no referee going in to the the um uh to the match. Um, so the prediction here is who will be the referee. Now, there's a, as I mentioned, there's notable you know absentees from this from this list. Braun Strowman's not listed. I don't see why Baron Corbin would take Braun Strowman, but the guy he was feuding with most recently, Bobby Lashley is definitely an opportunity here. But then there's the whole Brock Lesnar thing. So could Brock Lesnar possibly be the special guest referee? Maybe Paul Heyman's the guest referee. Maybe there's someone I'm just not even thinking about that comes out of nowhere. Um, Maybe it's Bray Wyatt returning. Potentially, you know, fun, Firefly Funhouse kind of made it seem as though he's ready to come back. Um, there was rumors that he might have actually come back on Raw, but they, he didn't. So, But it could be just setting up for this Sunday. Um, now, whether he comes back or not, I don't know. I could guess I could make a prediction on that. Um, but I don't know. I don't want to do that. that that's a little less concrete. Um, I'm going to go with Bobby Lashley as the... As the guest referee. Uh, more so just because he's friendly with Baron Corbin and he's not on the card. So why not? And he's kind of like a bigger dude that couldn't just get beat up by Rollins. Just because Rollins wants to beat people up. I don't know. Whatever. But we'll go with it. And as far as who wins the match. I still think Seth Rollins is going to win. I don't know how that will work with that in terms of the referee maybe something happens and he gets knocked out and they bring in a second referee i don't know uh but ultimately i think seth Rollins will win the match now the next final question of the night is brock lesnar will brock lesnar cash in will he be there first of all i don't know will he come cash in will he cash in on seth will he cash in on kofi I'm going to say no, he's not going to cash in. So no cash in. That's my prediction. I don't I don't think he'll even be there. If I, if I had to guess. But totally could be wrong. But that's just my prediction. So there you go. Those are my predictions for this Sunday's Stomping Grounds. Um, check it out. WB Network. It's also on pay-per-view. I'm sure. Um, so coming up in a minute. Uh, we have a special little, hopefully, we'll have a special little treat for you. The return of Drew, uh, my nephew, uh, making his predictions. Um, so we'll hear his predictions. But before we get to that, I just want to say thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, as always, go to the blog at razorvader.blogspot.com. Uh, check everything out there. Or, you know, obviously, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Hit me up on Twitter at razorvader. You know, leave a review. Let me know what you think of the show. Give me five stars. Share share everything to everyone that you know. Um, all that fun stuff. Um, I'll be back next week. We'll talk about Fighter Fest. We got Ring of Honor, War of the Worlds. No, Best in the World. Sorry, and or whatever it's called, <laughs> Best in the World next week. Um, then we got uh, UFC. Uh, probably other stuff to talk about the. Yankees and Red Sox playing in London, all that fun stuff. So we'll, we'll catch you next week. Uh, now I'm going to turn it over to Drew so he can make his predictions. But I'll talk to you later. Bye. 
Whoa, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up. All right, before we get to Drew, there's one thing I actually totally forgot to mention because sometimes when I'm doing these, I forget when the last time I did the recording and then what happened since then. But holy crap, uh, David Ortiz was shot. I, I, how I forgot to mention that, yeah. David Ortiz got shot. It was the same, it was happening at the same time the Bruins were playing game six in St. Louis, winning easily. Hope giving all our hopes up, but no, yeah, David Ortiz was in the Dominican Republic and got shot. And I just got a notice on my phone that apparently he wasn't even the target. Um, here's breaking news, um, or somewhat breaking news. Uh, um, Attorney General says David Ortiz's friend, 60 David Fernandez, was the intended target in the shooting on June 9th. Not even Ortiz. So, yeah, that's that. That's kind of a ridiculous mistake to make. Unless he was just standing in the way. In which case, it's just a terrible, terrible uh, shooter. I mean, these guys aren't operating at full capacity, I don't think. Anyways, they were doing it for like $78,000 or $7,000 or something. Something, re- no, not $78,000. I think that $7,800, I believe. Between like five of them or something like some weird thing, I don't know. The story is really ridiculous, and you don't know exactly what to believe with what came out of the Dominican Republic. Because at first it was like he got shot in the foot or something, or the leg. Then it was he got shot in the back, and it, and then he's like on life support. But then he's like he's okay, and and he's in surgery. But then he was. The news was coming flying out of nowhere, and it was just crazy. And I mean, it seems like he's going to be okay. Um, as far as I know, he's he got flown back up to Boston, had some additional surgery, just to uh, whatever, clean things up. I guess I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure how great the doc, the hospitals are in Dominican Republic, but I mean, most, I mean, pretty much, I wouldn't want to be in the Dominican Republic right now. Things are not good down there. Uh, some some people went missing not too long ago or got killed and some lady got like held captured and some it's a bad bad place to be right now uh which is unfortunate for david ortiz because that's where he's from um but yeah um so david ortiz uh yeah got shot just craziness craziness but uh hopefully they catch everyone uh everyone gets put away for good that got were involved. Although I heard some one of the guys is only gonna get a year or something. I don't know. All the information is crazy and sketchy and whatever. And it's Dominican Republic, so that makes sense that it's crazy and sketchy. But um, irregardless, no, just joking. Um, David Ortiz should be okay, and hopefully he doesn't go back to the Dominican Republic anytime soon. Uh, fears for his life, or maybe hangs out with better people. I don't know why. This uh, 6-0 guy was uh, targeted or whatever. Because there was rumors that, like, David Ortiz was fooling around with, like, this this drug guy's, drug kingpin's wife or some weird thing. And maybe it was this other guy. And I don't know. Who knows? Who knows what what the hell's going on? But uh, anyways, I just thought I'd mention that. And I completely forgot to mention it when I was talking about the Red Sox. But I felt I should probably mention it before... I posted anything, so on to better things, and take it away, Drew.
All right, everybody, back by popular demand, we have my nephew, Drew. Drew, you need, like, some sort of nickname. What do you want your nickname to be? Say hi. No, you gotta talk. It's a podcast. They can't hi. see you. So you need a nickname. What do you want your nickname to be? Um, Drew the Devastator. Drew the Dominator. Drew the Destroyer. Destroyer! Dr. Drew no, that's not a good one. There's a, there already is a Dr. Drew. Um, I don't know. The Destroyer? Yeah. All right. Drew the Destroyer is back to make some wrestling predictions. Um, he uh, missed last time, but he was here a couple times ago. He did uh, okay. He did okay. You got to do better, though, if you want to beat me, though. All right. So coming up this Sunday is WWE Stomping Grounds. Are you excited for that? Yeah. Are you going to watch it, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Closer. Um, all right, so we're going to make some predictions, but we're going to make some off-the-wall predictions, too, okay? Yeah. All right, so we'll just do the first first bunch of matches, though. All right, so the first match yeah. is for the Cruiserweight title. It's a triple threat. It is Tony Nese defending against Akira Tozawa and Drew Gulak. Who do you got? Drew Gulak. I figured as much. Are you only picking Drew Gulak because you... Because he has the same name as you, or are you picking him because you think he's going to win? He's going to win. You think he's going to win? Okay. So it's not just because he has the same name as you. Alright, so Drew picks Drew Gulak. I wonder if that's going to be a common theme throughout this predictions. Because there's not maybe another match with another person of that name. Alright, so let's move on. Alright, so for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships... Heavy Machinery, Otis, and Tucker are challenging the champions, the Planet SmackDown champions, uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan. Who do you think is going to win? Um, Heavy Machinery. You think Heavy Machinery is going to win? Okay. Huh? That's surprising. You, so you think Heavy Machinery is going to walk into Daniel Bryan's home, home turf of Washington and beat him and take the tag titles? You do? Yeah. All right. Heavy machinery. Okay. Um, it's a bold pick, but we'll see what happens. All right. Next up, we have um, for uh, just a tag team match, a regular old tag team match, nothing on the line. We have the New Day, Biggie, and Xavier Woods taking on uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Who do you got? Um, 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 Dolph Ziggler just won. Well, yeah, Dolph Ziggler beat Xavier Woods on SmackDown. That's right. Uh, but that, that match, we'll talk about that match in a little bit. But this one's just uh, Big E and Xavier Woods taking on Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. So who do you think is going to win that one? Um, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I think that's a good, that, that's, that's a good pick, yeah. And what, and now what coming after this? All right, well, i got to put, uh, hold on. so Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And then next up, we have the U.S. title match with Samoa Joe defending against Ricochet. Who do you think is going to win? Ricochet. You think Ricochet? So new champion, Ricochet. Okay. I I can see that. I can see that. Um, And... All right, all right. That's a good pick, I think. Um, all right, next up we have. Um, let's see. 
All right. So Roman Reigns. Yeah. Taking on Drew McIntyre, and I'm assuming Drew McIntyre is going to have Shane McMahon what? in his corner, what? and I'm assuming potentially the revival and maybe Elias. Who knows? Um, but who you got? Um, Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre, but also the Miz might be helping out Roman Reigns based off what happened on SmackDown. So I don't know. Who do you got? Roman Reigns or Drew McIntyre? Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. Now are you picking Drew McIntyre because you think he's going to win? Are you picking Drew McIntyre because he has the same name as you? Same name as me. Okay, so this one, so unlike Drew Gulak, who you thought was going to win because you think he's going to win, you're just picking Drew McIntyre because he has the same name as you. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, and why is Drew McIntyre music? Drew McIntyre's music? Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's the real one. You like Drew McIntyre's music? The real one. Well, yeah, I played the old one for you because he used to have a different one before when, because he used to be in the WB a long time ago and then he left and then he came back. And he's just one. And new music. I won. All right, next up we have the women SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, Bailey defending against Alexa Bliss. Yes, so Bliss. Alexa Bliss. Okay. So the Raw, Raw, yeah. Someone from Raw is going to win the. The Raw Tag Team Champions. And Alexa Bliss will have Nikki Cross in her corner, so that could be the determining factor. Alright, next up we have the uh, Raw Women's Championship. Uh, Becky Lynch against Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans! Do you think Lacey Evans is going to beat Becky Lynch? Yeah. Okay. New champions all around. You want all the new? You want all the titles to change hands so far. That's a... Uh, it's interesting, interesting, but not 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 completely crazy. Okay, um, then we have all right. So then we have Dolph Ziggler taking on Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship in a steel cage match. That way, no one can help the New Day can't help Kofi, and no one can help Dolph. But no one's really friends with Dolph, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, but who you got? Who you think's gonna win? Um, Dolph Ziggler. You think Dolph Ziggler's gonna win? Win the title? Um, that work. Be, you think Dolph Ziggler's gonna be Kofi and win the title? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you you really do think all the titles are gonna change hands? Yeah. Okay. I don't know about that one, but uh, there you go, Dolph Ziggler. Um. All right. So. Um. Am I forgetting something? Alright, so before we move on, uh, one prediction before we even get to the final match. We actually we have three other predictions besides the final match. So first, do you think that the the 24-7 championship will change hands? Yeah. So Drake Maverick beat R-Truth on mm-hmm. SmackDown to win it. Do you think R-Truth or someone else will win the 24-7 championship at, at Stomping Grounds? Yes. Okay. I think that's a pretty safe bet. But yeah, that's a good call. Um, so 24-7 championship will change hands. Okay. Okay, so next up, we got Baron Corbin taking on Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship. But Baron Corbin gets the pick the special guest referee. Now, so far, everyone he's talked to or thought about picking has been attacked by Seth Rollins. 
So the prediction here is who do you think is going to be the special guest referee? Who do you think it's going to end up being? Braun Strowman? Yeah. That's not a bad pick. He's not anywhere to be seen on the card. So Braun Strowman, that's a good that's a good call. Um, I don't know necessarily why Baron Corbin would pick him, but I feel like if he's going to pick somebody that Seth Rollins isn't going to mess with, it could be Braun Strowman. So that's, that's a good call. Uh, all right, but then who do you think is going to win the match? Baron Corbin or Seth Rollins? Seth Rollins! Okay, so, Seth Rollins! <laughs> all right, okay. So you felt all right. So the one title, the one title match, you, or the one title you don't think is going to change hands, is the Universal Championship. All right, but we're not done because Brock Lesnar has the Money in the Bank, so he can cash in. Do you think Brock Lesnar is going to cash in? Yeah. You do. Mm. Okay. So if he cashes in, do you think he'll win? Yeah. Yep. So you think. Seth Rollins is going to beat Baron Corbin, mm. and then Brock Lesnar is going to cash in on him and win the Universal title? Mm. Or do you think Dolph Ziggler, after Dolph Ziggler wins, beats Kofi Kingston, because that's what you predicted, do you think Brock is going to cash in on him? Who do you think? Seth or Dolph? Dolph. You think he's going to cash in on Dolph after the cage match? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, yes, cash in, and on the, on the, on the, uh, WWE Championship. Why don't you just open the door? Okay, well, we're almost done here. Um, so here we go. Those are Drew's predictions. The Drew the Destroyer's prediction, or Destroyer Drew, I don't know. We'll work on it. It's a work in progress. Um, thank you for making your predictions. Uh, what do you have to say to all the lovely people out there? Yeah. You gonna say goodbye or? Goodbye. See you next. See you next time. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for thanks for stopping by, Drew, and thanks for your predictions. Hopefully, we'll see how you do. I don't know if you're gonna beat me, but we'll see how you do. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to everyone later. Goodbye. Um.